In reference to this, in reference to this coming, uh, this past trip this summer, I was in a real quandary because it was post-COVID and yet it wasn't. And I'm responsible to somehow form team and or teams. And uh, as much as I searched, I was not finding any success in having an open door. Calls, letters, emails, so forth were sent out. And seemingly all doors were closed with the post-COVID. It probably was already at the turn of the year. We're supposed to start in September with teams, but it was probably that far in. Could have been late December. And I was sitting in my office thinking, Lord, I don't know what to do. And here I am responsible. If I don't produce something, uh, I'm going to get transferred to Costume Cottage, and I'm not going to be good there. (laughs) So I said, I need your help. And literally on that afternoon, Mr. Luke DeWald walked into my office and said, how's the mission trip ideas coming along? And I said, interesting, you should ask. They're horrible. I says, there's nothing open. I don't know what to do. And he said, well, would you think about the prospect of a trip going to Dominican Republic? And I thought, I'll take Jefferson if I have to, you know. <laughs> yes, Dominican Republic, foreign country. So I asked him some things about it. And he said, it's a missions church plant, which to me appeals a lot. And so we as a team went, and Mrs. Morris will say more about it, but we went to utilize a tool that we can use, not just education majors, but Bible college students can use to help a missions team with some tools that they then continue on with what we've hopefully set uh, for them to utilize. So, Cherith, if you'd come, please, and start. Good morning. I'm Cherith. This past summer, I went to the Dominican Republic with the MBU team. We had some ministry opportunities to teach English and help the missionaries who live there. During the week, we taught English to children and adults. There was one class for the children in the late afternoon and another class in the evening for the adults. For the children's class that week, Mrs. Morris taught the ABCs simple words, colors, numbers, shapes, names of different food, and days of the week. The rest of the team helped the children with pronunciation, watched them do different activities to strengthen their English, and made sure they were saying the words correctly. At the end of each day, there was a craft that the children did to take home. It was designed to reinforce what they learned in the class that day and for them to review at home. At the end of our time there, we helped with the fun fair that the church hosted. We helped to man the games, did the face paint, and serve snacks and drinks to the children and families who attended. We put on a skit that we did at two different locations. The skit covered the fall, the fact that our sin keeps us from the Lord, and it ended with Jesus giving his life so that we can choose if we want to live with him forever. I'm thankful that everyone on the team and I were able to go. I know that I was stretched in different ways. One way stands out more than the rest of them. When we were teaching English to the Dominican Republicans, I was challenged to slow down and let them sift through the English language. Sometimes I wanted them to hurry up and give the answer. Other times I wanted them to, wanted to give them the correct English word, but I sat there and waited, them, waited for them to speak. This encouraged and challenged me to slow down when I teach my students in the future. The trip to the, to the Dominican was a great blessing to me. 
For me, it was the first time being out of the country, and as a missions major, it was a great opportunity for me to see the world out there that was different from mine, and that I need to be able to adjust to minister to the people that are there. My favorite experience was also the English classes as well. It was cool to see both kids and adults come out and learn English. It was great to see the information click in their brains and how excited they got to say an, to say an English word correctly. It was also great to see how many kids that attended these English classes came out to the Saturday carnival that the church had afterwards. It was amazing to see just how well the kids sat during the lessons. Most of the time here in America, we have a hard time getting the kids to sit still. But there, they were just eating up everything that we said. They soaked in the Bible lessons as well, just soaking in the truth that the lessons had. It was fun just to see how well they behaved in class, that they were there to learn, and they really wanted to learn. I was blessed just to see how well these kids paid attention to the teachers and to the workers. All in all, the trip was great at showing me just how much God is working. The people there are ready to hear about God. They just need someone to come and tell them. God worked a lot on me during this trip, and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Hi, my name is Erin. Um, we had amazing hosts while we were in the Dominican Republic, so we got to stay with the Bells, the Farias, and the Dewalds, and they were all amazing people. And needless to say, it was never a dull moment with those three families. Um, it was so much fun seeing the island and learning about their culture. I learned a lot from talking to the missionaries, but I will always remember learning about the Haitians that live in the Dominican. Their story is pretty sad, but it was always encouraging seeing them always being happy selling the treats on the street, and it was so encouraging just to see their energy in that. I will also remember learning about how dangerous some neighborhoods can get and how blessed the missionaries are to live in a safer neighborhood. Also, if you think driving Los Angeles is terrible, try living in the Dominican. It's like 10 times worse. I don't think street laws are a thing, and if they are, no one abides by them. Constantly, I watched bikers run red lights and driving on the streets or the sidewalks is, you know, pretty common. Another big part of the trip is how it affected me. I loved working with the Dominican kids and building relationships with them, even though we couldn't really understand each other. It was so cool to see God work in the ways that he did. I also love getting to know the missionaries and learning from them. One in particular that I was able to have many wonderful conversations with was Mrs. Bell. If I were to ask all the other girls who went on the trip, I'm pretty sure that they would agree with me that she's one of the most wonderful and smartest ladies that I've ever met. It is safe to say that I will never forget this trip, and if I got the chance to go back, I would. It was definitely a life-changing trip that I will forever remember, and I hope that one day I will be able to use what I learned towards the ministry of being able to use it towards a ministry of my own. I am incredibly grateful to have had the opportunity to go to the Dominican Republic. God worked in both my finances and my personal life to allow me to go on the trip. I had been considering missions the previous summer, but I felt as though I couldn't make that commitment without experiencing another culture or even leaving the country. 
And to be honest, I was scared of what God might have for me down that path. However, God worked through both the people in my life and through his word to encourage me to go on this trip. As I prepared for the trip, I wanted to make sure that I was allowing God to work in my heart despite my worries. It took surrendering my own wants for God's day after day. While on the trip, I spent so much time soaking up the wisdom from the missionaries, learning so much about the culture, the way of life, and eating so much good food. More than anything, while on the trip, God really showed me that missions isn't magical, and it's certainly not glamorous. It's simply doing what we're called to do as Christians in another country. It's being a servant. Throughout the course of the trip, I was able to surrender to God's plan, even if I'm scared of where that may lead. There were uh, several parts of the trip that had an impact on me, especially learning from the missionary families there. But the part of the trip that most impacted me was meeting a little boy named Kiki. There were dozens of kids running around and playing after church and during the kids' clubs, but a few of them acted a little stranger than the rest. I saw one little boy sitting down next to another little boy, who immediately got up, said something rude, and sat somewhere else. Another little boy, who I found out was named Kiki, began following me around for some reason. I couldn't understand why. They looked exactly like all the other kids, and um, so I asked one of the missionaries. Apparently, Kiki and some of the other children were Haitians. Haiti is a much worse place to live than the Dominican Republic. The people in the, in the Dominican Republic generally don't like Haitians. What makes this worse is that Haiti, Haitians also tend to have darker skin. So what was happening to those little boys was that since they had darker skin, many of the other boys and girls treated them differently. They saw what their parents thought of Haitians and acted it out during kids' club. And the reason Kiki was following me around was because I had done something nice to him. I don't remember what it was. Maybe I gave him some candy or tried to say a few words in Spanish to him. But he followed me around each time we had kids' club simply because I had done something nice to him. I hope we had a good impact on his life. I'm Ollie. (laughs) When you walk around the church and greet the people around you, what do you see? I know most people would say that they see the nice older lady who always sneaks them a mint in the service, or the four-year-old pastor's kid picking their nose while making direct eye contact with you. Um, All jokes aside, you think of those who you often communicate with and don't really look around at the attitudes and spirits of those around you and evaluate them. When I was in the DR and I walked into the church, I saw fellowship, a joy to serve, and smiles bigger than I had ever seen before. I wasn't sure what to expect when I got there, but there was almost a sparkle in their eyes that was brighter than anyone I had ever seen. Their attitudes of gratitude and constant love towards God and outstanding was outstanding and impossible to overlook. For those who have never been to the DR, there are many nice vacation destinations and do not misunderstand me and think that we were put in worse conditions imaginable, but we were still able to drive by different areas and learn about the economic and political climate of the DR which taught us a lot about their circumstances. While we sit in a state of privilege for where we live, we need to count our blessings and live joyously. One way that God really impacted my life personally was the way he provided financially for the trip. We were in the early parts of planning Um, that was there, and there was never really a case, um, they told us that there was never a case when people didn't raise all the money needed to attend. I really thought that I'd be the first not to raise enough money. (laughs) 
I prayed continuously over finances, and after a month, barely any cash came in. It was very discouraging at first. At this point, I had only sent out one round of letters and was very nervous to ask people to donate money for the trip. A few people started to donate, but that target goal seemed farther and farther away. Every day, the trip got closer. Even after a few more weeks, it appeared that I would not be able to get all the donations collected in time. However, God provides, and a generous donation came in that helped many of the people on our team reach their goal. That was an answer to prayer that helped remind me that the Lord really was going to provide. I kept praying, and the Lord kept providing. After that, donations came flooding in. I knew it wasn't anything that I had done. I had barely sent out any letters and was terrified to ask people to help. God provided for that trip all on his own. going to check where I am right now. Okay. Wow, it was such a blessing to go to the Dominican Republic with this team this year. I had actually had the opportunity to uh, go with the missionaries there when they were serving the field in 2013. Um, I had gotten to go with them to the southern um, end of the island to a different community, and then the Lord led them to Puerto Plata, where they are now, about a year later. And I've been able to visit them as, um, as friends. Um, you may have heard the name Dewald. Um, there's a brother there. And I also have been able to visit them and minister in their church before. Um, as I went this time, I was kind of wondering what it would be like. Um, this is a different culture, a different world than I was in when I went with them before. And let me just tell you, it is a blessing to see the unity that was there, to see the joy that was there. We lived in their houses, and I think everybody had fun. And um, doctrine does that. Mission does that. And we are just so thankful for the opportunities that we had. Um, we've talked to you a lot about the ministry, and we want to do that. I loved having the chance to preach, um, both in the park and um, in their church. I had a great translator. When I made facial expressions, he made the same ones. He was my brother, so he kind of had to. But, um, <laughs> but it, was, it was great. It was a lot of fun. But we got to do some other things, too. Uh, we got to go and visit their market. Um, this is not their normal grocery store. They have something called La Serena, which... You might want to compare to a Walmart slash grocery store, sort of, but a lot of their food shopping, a lot of the local people will shop here, and we got to visit there with them. We got to see some of their food that, um, you know, might look familiar. We never ate at any of those places, so don't worry about it. Um, But we saw some cool signs. One thing that was fun, I don't know if you see this Coke plant here. They um, had the Coke plant, and then they also had, I think right after that, yeah, the chicken farm was right right next to their outdoor coke plant like okay that's just how they roll so we got to see some different things culturally there um, as well we did get to see the island a little bit we got to see um, I'm actually just checking where I am right there with that we got to see some of the different things with uh, just the way the island looked we got to see some of the beauty of the nature I think Oh, I still have some food fix there. Excuse me, guys. They cooked for us some delicious stuff. They always had leftovers. I think that was a little bit selfish. Oh, yeah. This was our last night there. Um, one of the, uh, two of the guys, a uh, guy from Belize and one of the guys from the Dominican made us some delicious food. We wanted to stay. We almost tried to, but we'll tell you about that in person later. Um, now the scenery. We got to see some beautiful views in the Dominican Republic, both the mountains, we got to see the ocean, we got to see, um, we got to go hiking to a waterfall. I think that's going to be coming up there as well. Um, this was one of the fun things that the missionaries will do. Um, they, it's about an hour away when you do, to be able to go, go on a hike, 
go on to some guy's field who's willing to let them and hike up these waterfalls. We got to go see one of them. Um, some of you guys know that a couple of years ago, my, my boys were stuck in the Dominican Republic. And as they were there, um, there was the same kind of lockdowns here, but my brother was able to go. The police there said, you can only leave for an emergency. And my brother said, they need out of my house. And he said, that sounds like an emergency. Go have fun. So, <laughs> so this is where they went. They were so excited that their dad actually got to go visit that place and, uh, and check it out. So we had a lot of fun seeing some of those things. The ministry was amazing. The food was great. The scenery was great. Getting to go and, and do some of these relaxing activities was a lot of fun. But one of the things that really I enjoyed was getting to see these students in action, um, getting to see their heart for ministry, getting to see their love for the Lord, for each other, getting to see their willingness to jump in and serve, getting to see um, just their hunger for actual do, actually doing ministry and being able to come in. And um, even though the plan was adapting, sometimes daily, they were adapting with us and, and enjoying it, made it a fun, um, fun time to be part of this trip. So sorry. I'm like, what is that? Bear with me one second. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I did not play Dutch Blitz, but we had a lot of fun with the missionaries. We'll just put it that way. And, um, and it was great. The MKs were there. Some of you guys, kn- again, know that I knew some of these people from a long time ago. So I was there when these kids were born, when they lived in the States down in North Carolina, and getting to just come and have fun with them. They loved getting to speak to Americans. They loved us. They loved getting to spend time with each of them, and they had a blast, and we had a blast with them. The church was a blessing to us. We, they're a smaller church. They're, they're still finding ways into their community, but they are a living church, and they are a loving church, and we are very thankful for our time there with them. Um, one of the things that I want to highlight are these missionaries. There were three missionaries down there, uh, missionary families down there when we went. There are actually four families that are part of that field. Um, the Pittmans were on furlough, but they will be there when we go this fall. Um, as I spent time with the missionaries, I was kind of wondering what they would think of us. Um, as I mentioned, what we would kind of think of the culture, they loved us. They said it was a blessing. When I went to them individually, they said, please come back. Um, but one of the things that was really fun for me Um, was just watching our students interact with them, watching these missionaries take time to pour into them, to love on them, and to encourage and mentor them. But one of the things that I think was exciting was one of these guys, Brandon Bell, he's the one translating on, I guess, the far far right for me, far left for you. He has his degree. He has his his, um, master's from here. But the two other guys there, my brother Jake and uh, Cleverstone, have both started their masters here a couple years ago. And with ministry, with families, they had stopped. And they both came to me and said, we need to get back on that. And I said, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Um, but with that, um, Cleverstone Faria, the Brazilian in the middle, he um, and his wife, they've been watching Maranatha. And they watched our students this week. And as I was leaving during that, that last night, I was talking to my brother just about education. What are they doing? He said, there's nowhere else to go. Of course they're going to Maranatha. And that was a blessing. They saw our students. They saw the ministry that they had, and they want this for their own kids. And I think that speaks volumes for, um, for you, for the students, and for especially this team. Good morning. I'm Mrs. Morris. And I just want to say that the Dominican Republic trip was truly a blessing, and we want to thank the administration for their continued support for such international trips. And uh, three blessings that I want to share. There were many, but I'd like to share three. One was serving alongside these amazing students. This group 
here today was filled with hardworking, non-complaining servants. If we asked them to make flashcards for English ad nauseum, they did it. If we asked them to help do dishes, they did them. If we asked them to help set up games and work all day in the scorching hot sun for a fair day for the children that would bring them in for an opportunity so that we could share the gospel, they did it. Sing songs, yes. Work on a silent drama, yes. Clean the church, yes. And the list just continues. These young people diligently served the entire trip, and it was just a wonderful joy to observe. Secondly, I was so blessed serving alongside the Loves and Mr. DeWald. What a joy to serve alongside these faithful, faithful servants. Their knowledge of the mission field and their work ethic and their steady leadership, especially in some very difficult times, were all foundational for our team having a wonderful, successful trip. Having a chance, number three, to use English to reach out into our community was an especial it was especially a joy for me. Only one of the team members here was a TESOL minor. So I just want to invite all of you to go on such a trip. In the evenings, English was just the tool by which we used to make these connections. So we had two, like was said before, two sets of classes. One was to the children and one was to the adults. We had the privilege of teaching one man who began the course rather boastful, about himself and his English knowledge. And quite frankly, his arrogance made for some very challenging teaching sessions. But then he came Wednesday night to the church service, which was prior to the English class, and he clearly heard the gospel that was presented. And at the end of the week, this man opened up to Dr. Love about his own personal challenges and about how his life was falling apart. And Dr. Love was able to listen to the sorrows and needs of this man. And God allowed the teaching of English to open the door to reach out to a hurting soul. So please pray that our friend continues to consider his eternal destiny. You don't have to be an English major, young people. You don't even have to be a TESOL minor to go on this trip. You just need a willing heart. So thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your supports. Mission trips are incredible opportunities for God to grow and stretch you. So students, I trust you will earnestly pray about opportunities to serve on one in the future. I'm not a TESOL major. I'm not an English minor. When I, say, when I shared to my wife that uh, Mrs. Morris thinks that I'm going to teach English classes, my wife says, does she know that you don't speak English? <laughs> so I offer that hope to all of us. I'm going to share two highlights for me. One to pick up from what Mrs. Morris has just shared. The arrogant gentleman was probably in his 50s, came on that first night, and informed everybody how much English he needed, and really he was only there to help pronunciation. He came back into my class, David Teachout, and I taught um, college and career adults on up. And uh, he wanted to take over the class. Um, he informed me that his name was, see if this matches his character. His name was Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, by Friday, we'd had such conversations that Nebuchadnezzar, called Nebu, 
uh, brought the class a dozen donuts. Can you imagine how connective that is? And I then, right in front of the class, said, are you aware that your name is a Bible name? He said, oh, yeah, I know. And I said, and I I don't usually do this cross-culturally without having time. I said, are you aware of the character of that person? He said, oh, he's a very arrogant man. To which I said, do you think you might have some of his qualities? And he said, yes. And what a joy to talk to that man about a very uh, ego-centered trait of life. The other one was a man that my wife and I and the missionary were out handing out leaflets on a Saturday. And uh, we came up to this man, a Haitian man, and gave the invitation. I asked his name, and he says, my name is Majesty. And I said, Majesty? He said, yes, like the song. And he started singing, Majesty. So I asked him, I said, are you a believer? He said, oh, no. And yet he came every night, and he likewise heard um, not only David be very pointed with him as we taught English, but obviously use it as a tool to share the gospel with him. And uh, what a joy to be made to live outside of our box and, and touch people that we would never see, and probably no other gospel witness would ever see them. So I say this to share that uh, we just received a text uh, that officially invited us back. You say, well, why would you want to go back? Well, because it's a local church plant done by missionaries, which means any seed that is left, the local church is there to nurture it. It's just not out there in open air and the person left to themselves. And the tool that Mrs. Morris um, demanded that we use, uh, the English language, was very effective, more effective than other kinds of tools that I've seen used on missions trips. It enabled the missionaries to now have hands-on ability. So Lord willing, next summer we would like to take another team there. One of the reasons is obviously what I've said. We've already been there once. A door is open. Other doors are opening, opening slowly, so I want to make sure we do have an opportunity. The other one is it's not a rigorous trip. It's not a long plane ride. It's not an expensive trip. Uh, because, again, it's a short ride. We are housed with people that very much know how to make Americans feel at home. So in that way, you're, you, you, you're not on edge all week long. Uh, we're also housed by people that you can be blessed with that have a missions passion for life. Uh, my wife mentioned this to me this morning on the way out the door, that one of the things that impacted her was that 50 years ago, Hank Skeltima came to the Maranatha Chapel as a missionary and greatly challenged Marty and myself at a time in our life where we weren't sure what God would have for us. But just put a burr under our saddle about missions, and our host there was his granddaughter, third-generation missions. And we saw her being so vibrant for the cause of Christ. In fact, Cleverson's wife was a second-generation missionary. So I like the idea of going back because of the positives that I mentioned to you. Uh, Lord willing, in a couple of weeks, you'll see an announcement on my Maranatha, that just speaks of GE or Global Encounter, and it's our invitation to uh, respond by email to a particular office that will be notified there. And then as that gets structured, we'll begin having meetings and uh, speak to you on how you can raise funds and so forth. Amen? Amen? From the songs that were sung to the special music that was sung to the testimonies that were given, thank God for them. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you 
for this time that we are encouraged to think about others other than ourselves, about causes other than our own agenda. And I do, as your word says, that pray therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth labors into the harvest field. And God, this is something you command us to do way before we go. And so I pray even now as a result of this service, as a result of the nurturing of churches and homes, that you would help us to see beyond ourselves. I pray that you'd prepare this particular field again, Lord, and open doors. And we ask this in your name. Amen.